Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome to a very, very special episode of Romance at a Glance. Today, we have a delightful interview with the authors of the Christina Lauren books. I am Bridget, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Shani. Shani, how excited were you to have this interview? I was so giddy. After we were done interviewing them, I had so much energy in my body, I was, like, trying to exercise. (laughs) You you know me. I don't try and exercise. (laughs) I, like, feel like my cheeks were hurting because I was smiling and laughing so much during the interview. And, you know, we were all on different video uh, in different places so I was trying not to talk as much as possible for me when other people were talking and so I feel like the whole time I was just like grinning and (laughs) it was great they are so much fun it's if you don't know Christina Lauren is the pen name of the writing duo Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings and they are a goddamn delight (laughs) also it's insane that they have written 25 books together from 2013 to now, including the Beautiful and Wild Season series, Dating You, Hating You, Autobiography, Love and Other Words, Roomies, Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, My Favorite Half-Night Stand, and the one we're doing the podcast on, The Unhoneymooners. And since we've recorded The Unhoneymooners, they actually released a newer book called The Honey Don't List. So they're pretty prodigious and they're just incredible. They really are. They really are. Uh, we did not spend a ton of time talking about like the way they split up the books and their writing process, just because we feel like every interview that we're reading with other people already covered those things. Um, basically talking about how they always meet in person to outline. Uh, obviously, Corona is maybe going to change that a bit. They write that first draft really fast and then spend most of their time editing and re-editing and rewriting and until they're happy with where the book is at. Which, again, super interesting, but go read some of those other people's other interviews. Like, we wanted to talk about sex. We were fangirling over all kinds of things. Korean dramas, movies, books we're reading, uh, the new Midnight Sun book. I mean, we were absolutely just having the greatest gab fest. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to enjoy it. Uh, if you guys want to talk to Christina Lauren, you can always find them on Instagram or on Twitter at Christina Lauren. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Romance at a Glance. And uh, I think I think it's time to maybe get this popping, Johnny. What do you think? Oh, let's get this interview popping, Bridget. Romance at a Glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a Glance. What'd you say that? Romance. At a glance. Go ahead, girl. Hi, Lauren and Christina. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Bridget. This is my co-host, Shani. Hello. I'm so excited for today, you guys. Yay. So are we. Thank you for having us. So we want to start by saying that the beginning of your working relationship and friendship sounded kind of like ours when we read about it. Yeah, so Bridget and I met through, like, mutual friends, and immediately when we met, we just knew, like, we were kind of different, <laughs> and we worked on, like, a, a pitch together, and then we kind of started hanging out together, and then I saw this romance novel on her bookshelf one day when I was at her house, and I was like, do you read romance? She's like, do I? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, and then I, I had decided to do, I wanted to do a romance novel podcast, because it was like, the only thing that I thought I was an expert at, like I could talk about. Um, and so I called, I called Bridget kind of like, okay, I have this list of 10 points and I'm going to convince Bridget to do a podcast with me. And so I called her and I was like, okay, Bridget, hear me out. I think we should do a podcast. And she was just like, 
I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> I was like, come over. <laughs> I was like, come over tomorrow. I was like, I have a list. I have a list of stuff. I know. <laughs> Play a little hard to get, Bridget. Come on. Yeah. I got it. Get person in the whole planet. You're like, do you want to do that? That sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> and uh, that's just like, you're like, hey, let's write a book. Let's see what happens. <laughs> that was absolutely what it was. We were like, oh, it'll be easy. Let's just write a book. Who's, whose idea was it first to like we could make this into a book? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say probably me, just because I feel like I was always pushing her to like do stuff that we probably shouldn't have done, and she was always totally game for it. So <laughs> I think it was probably like let's write a book, and she's like, all right. <laughs> it was probably because because Lo is usually like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, and I'm all okay. Like if it was up to me, we would just be like watching K dramas all day. And listen, like- that's what we're doing right now, and it's totally. <laughs> <annoying. laughs> I'm watching I'm watching K dramas all day. I just want you to Which well. one are you watching right now? I just I mean I watched them all and the Mandarin ones. Love and Ashes is a Mandarin one, and that one is super beautiful. I go between all the different Asian. Okay. But yes, love is a, a, is a, is a romance book. Um, what's the other one? All of them. <laughs> okay. You'll have to send us your recommendations after okay. this. I will. Yeah. We're still relatively new. Yeah. And this. it's so good to be late to the party to this because it's like okay. having this huge list of stuff we get to do now. We're just like, yeah. It's All right. So, oh. so like I've been a fan of BTS for like a couple years and everybody would always be talking about K-dramas, but the problem with K-dramas is you have to actually pay attention. Like you can't be folding laundry, cooking dinner, doing all these things. You have to be looking at the screen. So now that we have a little bit more time, it's been so nice to be able to just like sit. And it's actually really good for me because then I can't multitask. I can't, yeah. you know, I have to actually focus on something because low, whenever somebody goes, have you seen this Christina? She'll go, uh, she's half seen it. Because yeah. Every movie like, or what? show in English is like Christina gets like, it gets half of her attention. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. a very busy brain. It's, it's just how she is. Yes. It's, I understand. I understand that. <laughs> but we're still new. We've watched, um, uh, Crash Landing into You, which we adore. Uh, Goblin. Uh, we're watching What's Wrong with Secretary Kim right now together. In fact, when we were watching, Prince. oh, Coffee Prince. When we were watching, she's the one who dragged me into all of this. We actually were on the phone one day when I was watching. I think it was the last episode because she was ahead of me, and we were just on the phone, like not even talking. It was just like thick time, <laughs> like 2009, when we would just be on Skype. Yeah, like just working, like not reacting talking. aloud to scenes. Yeah. And she's like, where are you? Where are you? What's happening? <laughs> Did you guys know that they made an extension on the internet where you can watch a Netflix thing and start it at yes. the exact same time? Yeah. So great. Yes. I've done but that with some of my friends. You have to do it on your, your laptop. computer though. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I know. It's a bummer, but still fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you guys, I mean, I don't even need to ask, but like how of your stoked level, how high is the midnight sun rating? Are you just like through the roof like where through the like I I was like when we first heard the news see listen to me being the chatty one when we first heard the news that she had an announcement we like I I think I said to her if it's been nice and I'm buying 13 copies I don't even care and Lo was like uh I'm buying like 15 or you know what I mean it was that <laughs> <Wasn't> it <one-upping. laughs> no no I'm buying 17 copies <laughs> yeah we were super excited though it was it was a good happy day 
Because we wrote Twilight fic. So like, we've been waiting for this. But Lowe's never read the chapters that are online. Oh, my God. They're so good. I, I, I know. At the I time, know. it made sense why I didn't. I, now I'm like, why didn't I? I think because it was like a self fic that wasn't even finished. So I was like, it's just going to make me want the rest of it. Why would I start it? I remember I read it after like she put it on her website because it had already been and she was like the whole post about being upset about it and not releasing it and I was like no how dare you internet trolls ruin this for the rest of it I know I know (laughs) I print I mean I like I told Lo that I had printed it and she was like what the the like pirated copies or and I was like no 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 (laughs) I got it on her website and I printed it and it's in a binder (laughs) My, my sister sent it to me um, when it was leaked or whatever, she sent it to me and I didn't know that it was just like a piece of a something. So mm. I read it and I'm like, oh, okay, where's the next? She's like, oh no. And she's That's not, cool. And she's not yeah. anymore. And I'm like, what? I told you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me? Why did you do this? <laughs> We're um, sisters. <laughs> do you guys, are you guys ever tempted to, or do you still write fan fiction ever? Or obviously you're writing a ton. Lo has recently written. Okay, so I am the slow one. Lo is the fast one. We always joke that her brain is a marvel and she is just like, I going, don't I'm just, I don't joke like I, my brain is such a marvel. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, if I'm ever a zombie, I'm eating you first. Like, I'm eating your brain first. Because she can write so fast and so well. Lots of people can write fast, but it's just crap, you know. And um, she has written probably, like, 14,000 words of fic in the last, like, week and a half. Um, and it's it's insane. It's just because her brain just gets, like, taken over by something. And the only way to purge it is to, like in words where I'm just like, well, you could write it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, want smart one here. I want to consume. I want to consume. I mean, I think so her brain know. immediately gets excited and goes, I'm going to write this. And my brain immediately gets excited and goes, let's just like, you just do this thing. But there's also <laughs> the drama stuff though right now, because they do such yeah. a good job building this tension. And then at the end, like the best case scenario is you get like, a kiss that looks like it has tongue. You know what I mean? Oh my God, my brain is like, must write the rest of this day. And so I like write the whole thing. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Like the most you get the buildup of the tension and the most you get is a kiss. And you only, you only get a kiss in cave drama. Like, or let me rephrase that. You only get a kiss that actually looks like a kiss in cave drama. Because if you watch any of the Chinese Mandarin ones, they yeah. they just mash their lips together. I can't even describe how this looks because it's so awkward. But yeah. imagine if two dead faces just put their faces together <laughs> and make no whatsoever. It's like you're not writing words for these TV shows then. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm going to send you a recommendation for one of the funniest, worst, uh, like, Mandarin shows that I ever watched. But it's worth it's worth the watch because of how crazy that it is. And you're okay. welcome in advance. Okay. Okay. But that's the way crash landing into you is. It's like, yeah, it's like this plot and then this and then this and then this, and you think it's fine. And then this, and then they're here. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, this is the craziest shit I have ever like watched in my life. It is like total junk food. It is. And we're sitting here cause we just finished a book. So we're like about to start thinking about our next books. 
And I'm like, how do we write crash landing on you meets coffee prints without very obviously writing crash landing on you meets coffee prints? <laughs> how do we hide it from the public? <laughs> I just do you know what coffee prints is? Have you seen no. coffee prints? I have not. No. Oh, Explain it, love. It's so okay, so the premise the premise is basically that there's this this guy, he comes from a really rich family and his grandmother wants him to get married and start taking responsibility. And so she tells him, she starts setting him up on blind dates and he doesn't want to date any of these women. So he there's this guy, this actually she's it's a it's a girl, but he thinks that she's a guy that he hires to pretend to be his boyfriend so that these girls don't want to date him. And then he, the grandmother gives him a coffee shop and is like, you must triple the money I've put into this in three months or else you get nothing when I die. And so he only hires hot dudes. And so he brings this girl on still thinking that it's a guy and she works at the coffee shop and she's super poor. So she's like the breadwinner for her family. And so basically he is starting to fall in love with her thinking that it's a guy. And so he's like, I didn't know that I was gay. He's like questioning everything. And it's so so lovely. And he, and she's like a total tomboy. Like she's not dressing like a guy just to like get this job. She's just boyish. And I, I think they handled it really well. And it was just this awesome, adorable love story. I seriously loved it so much. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's a good description. <laughs> it's really good. Sounds like, it sounds like we have something to watch. Like and, I would watch shit out of. <laughs> well, and it's like 2007, I think, in like South Korea. So it's super progressive. And clearly yeah. there's some like gender issues. Because I mean, she does. I mean, when you watch it, you're like, that's a girl. But then you can totally see why he thinks that she's yeah a boy do you know what i mean and she wants yeah. to tell him but she you know it's just it's so good and the guy it's like all the the cast of characters is so great and yeah the, it's the whole supporting really cast good. i love the storyline too like all of the characters are really good and um i think i love the guy in it it's mm-hmm. gone you he was i don't know if you guys saw train to busan it was um it's that mm-hmm. zombie movie he's the lead in that and so he's the uh, main guy in this and he's just okay. so pretty uh, he's in goblin too he's in goblin so yeah. So pretty. What? Yes. I mean, obviously you guys love romance, but like, what's your favorite part to, is it the, you know, is it like the kiss? Is it the tension? Like what's your favorite part about it? I mean, other than the banging, are we not yeah, talking about the banging? Okay. No, no. The banging is, the banging is, first of all, Shawnee is here for the nookie. I hear the deal. What's the nookie? Shawnee is like 95% nookie. Uh <laughs> We have a whole section of questions to talk about X, but I just want in general, like what's your, yeah, I mean, and the nookie can be it. I mean, I honestly, for me, I think it's the buildup to that first moment of like contact, whether, and I think my favorite, I don't know why my eyes are so watery. Sorry. Um, I think my, my favorite is the like stoic hero who is like repressing all of these big mushy feelings and that moment where he just like breaks, forget it. Like, I love that so much in books and TV and movies. Dan, yeah, I'm the opposite. I, I love the guy that's like the funny, like flirty. And then when he, you know, is like so insanely whipped for mm-hmm. somebody that he is just like, what is happening for me? You know, that's, that's my favorite. I love the like funny flirty guy. So I'm hearing like, 
An Ansel versus a Finn is what I'm hearing in this conversation. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that we would say, so when we were writing thick, we used to say like, we like, Oh, this thick is so usty. And so what that means, it's like UST. And so that's unresolved sexual tension. So I think that's like my favorite part is that like you, it's that point leading up where you want them to rip their clothes off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes they can have sex, but it doesn't fix it. It makes it worse or, you know. Uh, One thing we really appreciated about reading your guys' books is that you write the sex so well. I feel like there's a lot of times where the sex either feels unearned in some way uh, or just like put there like, oh, it's a romance novel. They must now bang because it's chapter 15. Or you can tell the author's not comfortable writing it. Sometimes that's hard for me. Yeah. I'm like, you're a romance novel author. Like, please be excited about this with me. I know. (laughs) It has to fit the characters. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we say you can have as much sex in a book as you want, but each sex scene has to do something to the story. It has to move it forward, whether it's like the actual story or like they reveal something, but then some books we try and make dirtier. It doesn't work. So it has to be, perfect for those characters like you know finn and dirty ratty think they're just gonna bang all you know what i mean that's just it but then like and on honeymooners they're not as bangy yeah <laughs> which is right to add in yeah like our we got feedback from both our agent and our editor they're like try and get another sex scene in here and we're like okay let's do this and we tried and then we all agreed you know what actually no like it just wasn't working you know what's so funny is that we actually like they wouldn't do that in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> we actually read on Honeymooners for the podcast, and when we found out that we got to interview you guys, I went back because I'm an obsessive reader. So like, once I get latched on like one idea, it's like I have to read all of them. You know, so it's like I have to read all the books, or I have to read all of this character. Mm-hmm. I have to watch all of this actor and every movie they've ever been in before I can like get yeah. my life move on. Yeah. I think over the weekend I've read like seven of your books that I hadn't oh my read. God. Wow. Two of them I was like reading descriptions and I was like, oh no, I already read that one in 20, you know, when it came out like five years, years ago or something. And I was just reading, finishing uh, Finn's book this morning, Shawnee. That's the one for you. There's some. There's some rope tying. You are going to die. It's so good. You're going to die. You know, uh, that series in particular, sometimes I'll crack one of them open and it's like, there's so much sex in there that I, no matter what page I open to, it's either like during, just before, or just after. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so great. It's so great. I know when, when we just love talking about sex in general too. So when, when I was reviewing all of these, I was like, man, maybe we should have picked one of those, but next time we'll just do another one. We got to do two. <laughs> yep. How... How has this whole, I know we're in kind of a crazy time, but how has this whole time been for you guys? I mean, you already live in separate states. So has this really impacted, not your life, obviously your lives are different, but like your workflow, has it impacted your writing? Or do you feel like because you already were used to communicating digitally constantly that you're kind of still in the groove? Um, I think uh, it's been okay. I mean, I think we miss each other because we're used to seeing each other more. We haven't seen each other now for just over two months, which is a long time for us. Um, So I told my daughter as soon as we could go to Christina's house, we were going to drive out there because my daughter's just like, she's really sad. Um, 
But I mean, it's interesting because this, we had a book out on March 24th, the Honey Don't List came out and we were supposed to go on a tour for that. And we had all these book events planned and all of that obviously was canceled. And so um, it's been bad in that way in that we didn't get to meet readers and that's our favorite part. But it's also been good because we haven't had any interruption to the writing process. And so we finished our 2021 book, like super fast. And it's really great. Like we're both totally obsessed with it. So creatively it's been really good. Um, and I think personally it's been hard, but creatively it's been really good. Would you say that's right? PQ. Yeah. I mean, we were joking that like, it's almost like the rest of the world is sort of like having to work the way that we do now because we, we FaceTime and text and talk and all of these things all the time. But now that we're getting like, we will turn this book in and at some point we're going to have to, you know, start thinking about the next one. And we always do that in person and we can't now, like, it's just not the same. We can FaceTime and do this and stuff, but it just is not the same as usually it takes us like, if we do it well, it's like over a couple days. And then it's like, you do fun, like friend stuff. And then like, Oh, but what if this, and you know, that kind of thing. So, um, this is the first time I think that we haven't just been like, I'm just getting on a plane and coming to see you because we can't this time. And, and we get like, I don't know. It's just weird. And I think also because we don't know when we're going to see each other again, you know, mm-hmm. before we always had something in the distance and now like Comic-Con's been canceled. Um, the trip that Lo was going to stop by my house on her way to the, their vacation has been canceled. So not knowing that we haven't seen each other since March 9th, which for us is like a long time. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. We started out the, the beginning of the year, or I guess the end of last year. And Shawnee would be at my house like minimally three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then Are you she, in the same state? Usually, usually we're in Los Angeles, but uh, okay. she coincidentally like went to Florida to be with her dad at the beginning of March and then just got trapped there and there now. Uh, so we haven't seen each other since... I think like March 1st, which is, I totally yeah. agree with that. Cause I'm like, used to just like looking over while I'm working and being like, what do you think about this? Let me tell you my <laughs> that I just had today. And I think we should put it on the list of things to implement. Um, I was, I was, uh, I would tease Bridget that like, cause we were, we started this and it was really fun and whatever. And I was like, this is like my nine to five job. Like I just come to your house <laughs> and we like work. <laughs> and I also think like what you just said about, um, you get together in the first two days, you're just sh- like shooting the shit really. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. I feel like that is, that part is super important to the actual getting work done yeah. part. Like mm-hmm. you have to go through all of that in order to like get the magic at the end. And so yeah. it was like, there were some days Bridget and I would get together to work and we would just shoot the shit all day. And we'd be like, that was productive. <laughs> Great. Was I'll see you, I'll yeah. see you tomorrow. <laughs> Right. Well, and the, the, because the best idea comes out in that random middle of the conversation flow, it doesn't come out when you're like, okay, seriously, that we have to focus on, um, um, yeah. you know, we got to focus on outlining a book now. It's like, that's not when it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is, how is the sort of inspirational part of it going? Because obviously typically you'd walk to the grocery store and maybe you overhear a conversation or you see someone dressed in a funny way that inspires a character or, you know, you're meeting up with your friends and family and obviously each other. 
Um, like, are you guys thinking about any like coronavirus related Ooh. romance? Are you, <laughs> are you, no. are you finding more inspiration from TV and books versus like sort of real life situations now? I think so. I think we're both feeling inspired by the way the romance is built in the shows that we're watching right now and trying to figure out how to like play with that in a book form. Um, but we're at a weird spot right now because we're on the verge of entering into contract negotiation, which just means that we send our editors some ideas and we kind of talk about what we want the next contract to look like. And we just finished something we really like, and we're not gonna be able to see each other to kind of bounce ideas off in person. So it's like, we have this thing where it's like, okay. And there's a pandemic. <laughs> and there's a pandemic. So it's like, you know, send me, you know, our agents, like send us, send me some book ideas and we'll talk about what we want to take to Kate, our editor. And Christina and I are like, okay. Like I, it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's a weird time. Cause it's hard. It's hard to just be like, Oh, here's an idea. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. then sometimes we have an idea. Like I had, I had sent Loa an idea for something last night, but it wouldn't be like a Christina Lauren book. It would be like something silly and fun. Still fun to read. What? I disagree. I think we can make that one into a Christina Lauren book. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> I had just jotted something down on my notes app and then yeah. I took a picture and sent it to her. No, I think and we should include that in the list. I, I, I feel like I, I know your struggle here because like Bridget and I are YouTubers. We deal with YouTubers. We are, live a lot of our life in the YouTube world. And um, there's, I have a kid's channel on YouTube and, but I'm, all, I'm just a creator in general. I just make things and there's stuff you can't put on a kid's channel. You're just like, can't go, that can't go on a kid's channel. And you mm -hmm. have content that you're like, where do I, where does this fit? Where do I put this? Like, and you can't make 10 different channels. You can't make 10 different like author mm -hmm. names. You can't make, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah. I understand that thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is an amazing yeah. idea. Like, how do I bring this uh, forward? Um, I do. Yeah. I do have a question though. Like, okay. So yeah. I know every mother says they don't have a favorite child, but I, when you're, <laughs> when you're writing, do you have like, out of all the books you've written, a favorite character, one that you just are obsessed with and like love to death. We could probably answer for each other. I'll answer for Christina. Okay. I'll answer for Lo. <clears throat> so her. I was going to say Elliot. Christina's going to say An from Ansel love and, and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and those, I know she knows she's right, and I know I'm right. I, I yes. mean, I think the yeah. thing is, we love. Love, in other words, is one of my favorite books of ours. I don't know that it is my top favorite because I love so many of them, but Elliot is like my dream character. I love him. I love their love. I love their relationship. I love their, the whole story was so fun for us to write. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the, the biggest thing that comes across when reading your books is like the fun, like the, like I that you guys are having fun like I can tell that there's a lot of like like you're entertaining each other like they're like funny little clips that are in there the way the characters interact and of course like the sexy scenes and like I can totally imagine you guys being like but what if it's a stairwell in yeah. the office <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're like oh or what if this is happening you know and I just I feel like that's like such a fun thing because there are definitely some that we read and we're like, yeah, but this is supposed to be romance. Like I'm not here to deal with the real world sadness. Yeah. I'm here to have a great time. I'm here to feel like the fluttery feelings and my cheeks get red and to squirm a little in my chair and like mm -hmm. have a good 
just like the best time. And so I like your book. Yeah. I think, you know, I think people come to romance for different things. Like some readers will come because they want to see that people who feel pain the way they do still fall in love and have happy stories, right? And so I think those people prefer to see some angst in their romance because they want to know that like they can have a happy outcome just like this character. Um, And I think that's a totally valid reason to come into romance. I come into romance because I like to be entertained and I like to laugh. And so I think when we are writing stories, we want to attract readers who need that lighthearted escape, which isn't to say that some of our books aren't heavier in tone. I mean, I think like autobiography is playful, but it definitely deals with a pretty serious subject. And, you know, love in other words is a little bit more earnest in its tone and stuff. But I think by and large, like it's cool having a co-author because I write a story, I write my chapters to entertain her and vice versa. Like I have one reader that I care about, you know what I mean? So it's, it makes my job really fun. Yeah, we, we use, I mean, like, especially when we first started, the whole point was to like, see if we could crack the other person up mm-hmm. or make the other person blush or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like sometimes, sometimes we'll write a line. If I write a line and I think, I think Lo's going to laugh at this. And mm-hmm. if she tells me later, like, oh my God, like I was cracking up, then I feel like I've done such a good job, you know? So yeah. when people say to us that like, um, I took your book on vacation or, you know, it gave me the, the like, escape like that's all we want in writing we want to give people like a little break a little escape from reality if it takes you four hours away from this world then we feel like we've done our jobs I think that's like I think that's really important um I have this kind of rule in my own mind that I allow for like one big heavy topic in a book but Mm -hmm. recently we read a book where the author had put in every um, so, social justice <clears throat> issue of today in the book. I mean, <laughs> we were like, yeah. whoa, yeah. whoa, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought I was in for a beachy light read. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was, it was very, it was very heavy handed. Like, it's, uh, okay. like it wasn't so much that it was there. It was like, obviously like books have come from like the bodice ripping days up into today where like consent is an important thing in society Mm -hmm. and in general. Um, but the consent, like, I mean, they had already had sex or like had some sort of sexual relations maybe four or five times. And it was still like, are you sure you want this? Do you, are you saying yes? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, like you're already like, clearly she's unbuckling your belt. Like that's enough of a yes after the first like initial moment. Right. That's interesting Um, because there is that fine line. Not really. I mean, I guess it's a fine line early on. No, it's a fine line later on. Early on, the consent has to be clear. Right. right. And at some point there's that balance between like passion and consent. Like you, you want, you see the trust there in the characters and the authors have built you and taken you into that trust place. And just like rip right. each other's clothes off at that point. Yeah. yeah. And like I've never I've never been in a situation in real life when I've already either made out with someone or had sex with someone, where the next time they're like, we're like ripping each other's clothes off and they full stop back up and are like, Are you sure you want this? And you're like, Yeah, way to kill the mood, bro. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I need a verbal yes. <laughs> If you don't let me hop on that shit right now. <laughs> uh, how do you guys balance uh, 
like condom usage. Because we just had one of those to a scene yesterday in our past pages. They're like, we they had already had sex and used a condom once. And then the next time the production editor was like, we don't get mention of a condom here. And I don't think May would let that slide. And so I was like, okay. So we like added him like ripping a condom wrapper with his teeth. Like, and I think it works, but it's just funny, you know? That's that's all I, that's all the, I want to hear about a condom. Like, yeah. I don't need, I don't need to hear how it got pulled on, put on or anything. I, I don't know. We read that, Sweet Filthy Boy. <laughs> Wait, yes. <what>? Sweet <laughs> Filthy Boy. There's a scene <laughs> where she watches him roll it on and it's just like, I think Christina wrote it. It works for me. If you, if you write, <laughs> no, listen, no, because unless you write it super, super sexy. It's very sexy. Sexy, then, then it can be good. But I've read it a lot of times where it just full stops everything. And yeah. so if it's not going to add to the scene for me, then I just want it to be like, oh, you hear the crinkling of the condom wrapper. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> someone yeah. someone reached in a drawer. I was I, we were making a joke the other day. Like you know, they're not reaching for like a weird sex toy on the first time. You know, they're reaching for a condom. Like <laughs> nobody nobody handcuffs without discussing it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's consent, <laughs> which makes me curious. Okay, okay. You, because uh, uh, it makes me curious because I have read a lot more condom use in romance. When I was growing up and when I learned about sex, like there was no condom use. And also a lot of times I was reading historicals and they very rarely used condoms in historicals. Um, and so you're talking about how well um, your editor won't let that slide. And I'm, I'm curious as to how uh, important that is to be in your books now. Is it you or is it the industry? Like how, like, how is that coming into play? I'm very curious. Um, I think like, for, so for one thing for us is like, you have like, I was reading romance when like I was taking them from my mom's shelves and stuff. And one thing we think is um, like, I don't think that our editor would necessarily ever be like, I don't see a condom, but she would mention it. She would want us to, in some way, clarify someone's on the pill or they've had a discussion or something. But like for us, a lot of like romance and consent and all that kind of thing is that like, is like letting women own their sexuality, like letting it be clear that like what women expect and deserve and you know what I mean, that kind of thing. So, so for us, it's like, like, Oh, I'm having a total brain cramp now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's about respecting where a woman is in her life. Right. And we definitely have, scenes, we have scenes in the books where, it's the heat of the moment. Like Josh and Hazel, they do it on the hallway, hallway floor and it like doesn't occur to either of them because she knows she's on the pill and they trust each other and there's that safety. But like, you know, it comes back to bite them in the ass. But I think, you know, we want it to feel like she is thinking about her life and what it, the impact would have, right? And if we're just talking about pregnancy, we're not even talking about STDs. And that he's mm -hmm. thinking about that too. And I think that that's important because it's like another layer of respect that we want our heroes to have. Yeah. So awesome. I think it's, I think it's hot go? too, to like have those conversations. Cause like when people can, they're comfortable talking to each other about sex, the sex is so much hotter, you know? Totally. First yeah, and, and like the intimacy <laughs> is so much like when you can say, Hey, like, yeah, I'm on the pill. So if you're okay with this, like I'm like right. that's like such a vulnerable thing, and like such a a good yeah. joining of those characters. Yeah. One of the things I I found just in addition to this is that 
Um, so last year, we talked about this on the podcast, I found kink. <laughs> last year, it, you know, I like came out. It was like my come out year. I was learning. Bridget was on, on this ride with me because every time I, w- I went to kink class, I went to classes. Okay, awesome. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I want to learn because I'm very much that person who wants all the information that you can get. Mm-hmm. So I went to classes. I would come back and talk to Bridget about it. I'm like, Bridget, this is what we learned. Oh my God, they had a spanking demo. This this day, they, everybody was getting spanked. Like, you know, <laughs> whatever. And But the thing that I love about kink is that um, couples come together and there is a meeting of the minds before anything happens. Anything can happen. And right. it's actually, you make you make contracts, you write it down. You talk about what are your physical limitations, your health limitations, what are you, what are you willing to do and not do? I mean, everything is open and you talk about crazy, kinky, freaky stuff, just very frankly, you know? And so um, for me, it has taken like sex from being, I don't know, like what... I thought was like, all right, it was okay, okay, sex to being like, oh my God, my brain can explode to like a place where I, I ha- it takes me a whole day to come back down. Like that's the difference between having sex where you have talked about things and sex where you haven't and you're insecure mm-hmm. and, and you have all these doubts attached to it. So I, yeah. I do think it is really hot. And like, I love that people are more um, encouraging people to have conversations before they you know get down to the nookie. Right. Well, and that's happening. I mean, it's happening in these, you know, on the different like various scenes, like certainly in the kink community, like those conversations have been happening for decades. But I think it also it's like that is becoming more mainstream in because of romance, too, and that those conversations are happening in romance novels. They're not happening in, you know, literary fiction in the same way. I mean, maybe they are, but it's like this is something that I feel like the romance community has really taken on to try and make sure that we're talking about these things. And I, and I, I love that. So. Especially because people have such an idea of what they think romance is. And so whenever you like read and, you know, there's always that article that comes out about romance and you're just like, what exactly is the last romance novel that you read? Because yeah. there's, they change so quickly. You know, we were talking when you were saying like the quarantine things, that's the thing about romance is it changes so quickly and it's like always sort of reflecting what's happening now. And so of course, like that kind of discussion is coming up in a romance. And I think it would surprise a lot of people who think they know what like quote unquote romance is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also feel like people get so elitist about it and they're like, well, it's just a romance novel. And I'm like, well, first of all, what have you been writing lately? Nothing. Yeah. Well, Dine a dish. Secondly, yeah. there's so many, there's so many different, like, like even within romance, there's so many different genres. Like we're sort of structuring the podcast around different sort of uh, genres and just ideas because otherwise there's no, there's just too many. There's the historicals. There's like, people writing 550 romance novels that are huge, like world building things. There's people writing age. Like I, I feel like um, it's kind of like a patriarchal, like, Oh, well it's for women. It's hundred percent. Yes. That's how I, that's how I feel about Outlander. Like I told my, uh, my dad was like, Oh, you read, you read those books, you read them books or whatever. And I was like, you love Outlander. He's like, Oh yeah, that's my show. That's my show. I was like, that's a romance novel, Daddy. <laughs> also, like, did he not watch season one, The Wedding? That is a romance <laughs> novel. <laughs> did, he not, did he not watch it? Rewind. Watch it again. Rewind again. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do that. I'm, I'm only one who does it. Okay. 
I honestly think that might be the sexiest hour of television. Like I've never seen that show. (gasps) Oh my god, you guys! I do. Here's the thing. (laughs) I will tell you guys. Whenever something gets really popular, I I guess I get sort of like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like unfoldy. Like, well, I'm not interested in that. You know, <laughs> it can't be that good. I, I did. Also, not... those books are so giant. I'm just like, I oh, just, I so don't, my... I don't, I don't. You don't need to read the books to watch the show because I did not. Okay. Uh, the first season, I, I don't know that I would recommend going past the first season. I mean, you can, yeah. but like the first season is, I think, eight episodes. It is really okay. excellent television. Um, okay. the way that he looks at her is just yes. dreams. I, mean, I would probably like it now because everybody's not talking about it all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I did read the books um, and I read them when I had time because I was like, I don't know, 16 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they did that love scene. They did that, at least that first bit. Amazing. That season one is just amazing. You'll leave there feeling like, oh my God, I have to watch more, but don't. Don't keep going. Okay. Because, <laughs> because, because Outlander is the same as Game of Thrones. To me, they're exactly the same. Oh. And there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of violence and a lot of the other stuff that comes. So if you just watch season one, you can leave with your happy feelings and, okay. not, and not get all the other stuff. <laughs> all right. Noted. I, 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 so Obviously, you guys have been in, in reading these books for a long, long time. How did you feel when like Fifty Shades got so popular and everyone is like, it's so kinky? Because my reaction was, do you people not read romance novels? Because this is some vanilla, vanilla kink. Like, I was like, one of my friends like read the series and I was like, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Like, I already read a lot of romance. I've read, you know, pretty mediocre reviews. I don't want to read it. She's like, just read it. It's so, you know, crazy. And I like delivered her a stack of books. And I went, you're like, here's some Tiffany Rice. Like, (laughs) you want to go down the well? Like, let me take you there. And she were like, like, Cushel Dart. And yes, that's my favorite. Yeah. My favorite. (laughs) Yeah. So much. I've been trying to convince Shawnee to read it. And it's like so long. So she hasn't had time yet. But I'm like, Oh my God, you got to get an Agua set in your life if you're trying to have any sort of kink. You know what I'm saying? It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we knew Fifty Shades back when it was fic because we were right. all sort of in the same fandom. So for us, yeah, I mean, fic was like, we always say that like there's stuff that you'll be talking to somebody about and you'll say like the, like you'll start talking about like, ABO, you know, like alpha, beta, you know, omega, or you'll say something really like disgusting. And then you'll be like, I, okay, I could, nobody else in the world would understand this conversation. Like, I would yeah. not say this to anybody. We are ruined for polite society. And that, so, so yeah, that's very tame in comparison to like, you know, some of the other fix that we were yeah, reading. There were, some, or, there you were know. some fix at the time that were really, really yeah. wild and they were great. I mean, there was like yeah. the, there was like the Hugh Cow fic. Do you remember that? The the no, oh, I, I could not do. Dairy. That. Oh my god! I mean, that no was kink like, shaming. No was, kink. We do not kink shame here, but I, mean, I couldn't. Like zero interest for me, but reading it was so fascinating. I mean, everybody was like totally obsessed with this fic where Bella was a cow. Like I just <laughs> no, but she wasn't a cow. She wanted to be no. treated like a cow. Yeah. So yes, yes. So I was producing audiobooks for Audible when um, 
when the the Fifty Shades of Grey and all of that, you know, came out. And so I quickly saw a shift in the audiobooks that people wanted to produce. And and Hugh Cow's was a big one. People were wow. getting all sorts of Hugh Cow fan fiction. And if you go on Audible and type in Hugh Cow there, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, again, not, we're not yucking anyone's yum. It, it's, no, no. It was, it, but it was just an explosion. There was also an explosion yeah. of, and, and most of these are really terrible. I'll say probably 90% of them were, the manuscripts that would come to me were very ter- were not good. Um, but everybody was writing basically fan fictions of Fifty Shades of Grey and then publishing them and trying to turn them into audiobooks. And they were just terrible abuse books. Um, like, I, don't, I don't really know how else to, to say it. And they were poorly written and they had no editor. They, yeah. they, they didn't even have like a homegirl that they were like, hey, can you just read this? Real, real quick, <laughs> but it's like that's like a photocopy of a photocopy. <laughs> like at <what> point, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do you guys? Speaking of audiobooks, how do you guys? Do you guys get to like weigh in on who's the narrator? Yeah. Do you get to like listen to it and say, "Oh, hey, I think your tone is excellent." So we get, so when we first had an audiobook for Beautiful Bastard, we had no idea. The book came out and then the day of the book release, we got a link from our publisher that was like, here's a link for you guys to download a copy of the audiobook. And we're like, the what? <laughs> like, we had no idea. <laughs> and she was great. Her name is Grace Grant. And she ended up doing a bunch of the books in the Beautiful series. Um, and so at first we didn't shoot, I think the first couple we didn't. Mm-mm. And then the person they chose for Max for Beautiful Se- Beautiful Stranger. New York? Um, no. So no. his name is Jonathan Cole and he's British. Cool. And he was so good. That one won the Audible Best Romance that mm-hmm. year in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then on, I think we got to pick the audiobook people. And it's fun. We don't hear, we don't like have input on the production part, but we get to choose the narrator. Like as they're doing yeah. it or anything. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause when we were reading on honeymooners, it was really interesting during our podcast, we were going back and forth. Cause Shawnee kept being like, yeah, but don't you think he's kind of a bro? And I was like, no, I'm not reading him as a bro at all. Like what, why would you think that? And she's like, well, I don't know. Just something about that narrator just makes me feel like he's a bro. And I'm like, no, he's the thing. <laughs> No, he's not a bro. And I'm like, it is uh, like it's red. Interesting. It, it's 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 true. So interesting how some books we have completely different readings just based on her experience listening versus mine reading. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first book where we realized that the audio, the fact that we were doing it on two different mediums, changed our outcome. So she would mm-hmm. hear, you know, him say like. Like, hey, girl, I really love you. And and I would hear, hey, girl, I really love you. <laughs> you know what, though? I remember the first time that I read The Hunger Games, I listened to it, and I didn't like it. Oh, so I'm a huge audiobook. Like, I freaking love audiobooks. And um, I listen to them, I mean, all the time. Now, though, sort of has me on podcasts. But that way I could read and give my eyes a break because we spend so much right. time on the computer. But um, I didn't like it the first time when I listened to it. And then I went back and I read it and I liked it so much more. Because for me, the voice of the narrator sounded a little older than I envisioned Katniss being. So, yeah, I think it can totally just make or break it. In The Honey Don't List, Patty Murin, who um, played um, Princess Anna Anna and the Broadway um, production of Frozen, was the narrator for Carrie. And she makes that book. 
She makes she the makes book better it. than the book. Like she does, I think the audiobook is better than the written book. Like she's so good. Oh, yeah. wow. That's we like got it. to go back. We went to New York. We got to go backstage and meet her because we found out she had read our books and loved them. And then when she found out that there was going to be an audiobook, we like connected her with Simon and Schuster. So it was crazy that like we went back and fangirled and met her. And then she was reading one of our books. Yeah. It was well, like, insane. The guy who reads for James is John Root, <clears throat> and he's our agent's husband, and he's an actor, and he does a lot of voice work. And he, as James, is like perfect. The combination of the two of them is seriously so good. I love them together. In that book. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys, we talked to them for so long. It was supposed to be a 30 minute interview, it turned into a 90 minute interview. And so we decided to split this into two parts. So, so subscribe to our podcast. So next week, you will be notified when part two comes out and you can hear the rest of our sexy shenanigans with Christina Lauren. Until then, may your books be your lover and your hands your best friend. Yowza!